0: It's not even noon yet, and my newsfeed is just filled up with debate talk, debate night in America. I hope you have your drinks lined up, because we're going to talk about how ridiculous tonight is going to be. And I might have something special planned for it, who knows. There's also some things I missed last week that I wanted to talk about, and that's how I'm going to open this week, talking about how I forget things and need to be better organized. So, it's all this and more. Thank you for choosing this program, which is. This is Fritzcast. It is. It is, though. It is the Fritzcast. How's everybody doing this week? It is Monday, September 26th, 2016. Guys. This weekend, it's October. It's It's going to be October. September, come and gone. What's happened to 2016? Like, it has come and gone. It's going to be over soon. It's, there's only October, November, December left. For those of you who know Habla, follow El Calendre." I just made all that stuff up. So I wish I could say that last week was... Uh, invigorating, interesting and uh just another journey uh in life, but it wasn't it was boring. it was just work and school and work and school and work and school, not to mention work and did I mention school i'm still i'll be done school probably in April or may, and i am just i am just ecstatic about. All that student debt needing to be paid back, all of it. But uh, you know, that's that's life. Sometimes you go through weeks that uh, just are wholly just uninteresting, and you don't want to talk about them, and there's nothing to talk about, and you just want to move on. You want to go to the next week and hope that it's a little bit better, right? You know, you wanna you want it to be a little better, a little more better than the last week. So we're at this week now, and. Again, I'm looking at a week of probably a couple overtimes, a lot of homework. Fortunately, Saturday, I'm hanging out and going to see Joe Rogan live, stand up, ha 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 funny men. It's always funny to go spend money and see stand up funny man say funny things on stage. Very much humor, such much humor. But a- anyway, anyway. It's it's debate night in America tonight. Did you know that? Did you know it is sorry if my voice my voice might be a little hoarse. Um I've been getting sick a lot lately, isn't that weird? Huh. It's actually it's, now it's the changing of the seasons. So you know what? Let's talk about that. The weather. What what a lovely topic to talk about, right? It's finally like fall. It's finally Delaware has finally stripped itself of uh the fires of Beelzebub. And now, like it's cool, like my my AC is turned off, my windows are open, there's crisp cool air, my house doesn't feel like, uh you know, it has a humidifier cranked up on 100%, or cranked up to 11 for my Spinal Tap friends out there. So that's all good. That's, I enjoy the changing of the seasons. I do. Because summer gets frustrating around here. It gets hot as balls, muggy as hell, and humid. And it sucks. And now it's coming into fall. I've got a big old pile of firewood back in the backyard just waiting to be used for bonfires. And in fact, local Delaware friends. I have this idea, and I want, I want to get people's thoughts on it. So feel free to email me, uh, tweet me at Fritz QS on the Twitter. Hit me up on the Facebook page. Uh, wh- whatever your preferred desired method. If you have my phone number, just send me a text message. For God's sake. All right? I have a phone and an unlimited texting, yet I don't have 900 billion text messages to, you know, qualify the, the plan. Uh, I'm thinking about possibly doing uh, a series of podcasts, that I want to call the fireside, where I set up like my wife's laptop out in the backyard. We do a bonfire, I invite some friends over, uh, kick up the microphone, and just kind of have a, like a roundtable discussion of topics. So that way, it's not just me that you're hearing. You can hear some, I don't know, dissenting opinions, maybe, maybe some debates of sorts. Just, just thinking of doing it. Don't know if I'm going to do it yet. Haven't decided to pull the trigger on it yet. We'll see what we'll see what happens. But I would call it the fireside, and it would feature, it would probably, it's probably a good idea and a bad idea. It would feature more voices, but it would probably involve something like whiskey and cigars. So, it would probably start off very coherent and then end with a bunch of drunks babbling about, you know, life. Which is probably the best philosophy you can get nowadays anyway. So,
1: you know,
0: think about it. Would you like that? Would you like that to happen on this show? Probably wouldn't even replace the weekly episodes. It would probably just be another episode I put out that you could listen to. Right? That's cool. That's awesome. Speaking of which, debate night here in America. I haven't decided whether I'm going to live tweet the debate and all my anger and frustration or if I'm going to like go on the Facebook page and and just go live here and there during during it and just rant about what I'm hearing. Uh, Everybody knows I'm upset that Gary Johnson isn't going to be on the debate stage. I think everybody should be upset that Gary Johnson isn't on the debate stage. Honestly. Because I can't believe all the news stories I'm reading on this. I can't believe all the news coverage I'm reading on this. They're talking about blockbuster debate will be historic. It's like they're talking like they're Donald Trump about it. Tonight's debate is going to be huge. It's going to be huge. The best debate. Historic. I'm going to fry Secretary Clinton. Alright, Hillary Clinton, crooked Hillary, gonna fry her. Gonna gonna castrate her in front of millions on national television. And the media, the lion media, is gonna try to make me look bad, but everybody loves me. So it's going to be it's gonna be great. We're gonna make debates great again. Just like we're gonna build a wall and make America great again. And and to the media I say don't fact check the debate because there's two sets of facts the factual kind and the kind that they're lying about that people think are factual it's ridiculous but you know we gotta talk about it right it's gonna be on tonight pay attention to my twitter pay attention to the facebook page cause I might, I might live tweet and might get to see the face see the face behind the podcast tonight maybe maybe not I don't it's, it's it's a touchy subject because I'm not lying when I say I've already told people I've got the jack Daniels lined up and I'm not lying about that I thought about making a drinking game actually let me let me can I let's take a brief moment let's call it the uh, debate drinking game okay uh anytime donald Trump says huge you got to take a shot all right uh anytime he references the wall you have to chug a beer Whole can of beer, gotta chug it. Uh, Anytime Hillary Clinton refers to the Republicans, uh, you have to take two shots. Just on these parameters alone, you'll be dead by like the 15-minute mark. Possibly the 20-minute mark if they can hold off, but 15-minute mark you'll be dead, and guess what? Anybody that dies during this drinking game is a winner. Anybody that dies is a winner, because you don't have to sit through the, the rest of the crapshoot or deal with either presidencies. Right? I, I invent good games. I invent good games. Disclaimer, don't play it if you don't want to die. Uh, bad idea, and I'm not responsible for your personal life choices. And apologies for my dogs going off in the background, but, you know, i got to work with what i got today. So just some quick checks for you folks out there. Lester Holt is uh, moderating the debate tonight. More than 100 million people are expected to tune in uh, if the Eagles were playing tonight, I sure as hell would not be. But thats we'll talk about the Eagles later. The debate begins at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, scheduled to last 90 minutes with no commercial breaks. Because who needs to get up and go to the bathroom when Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton are, quote-unquote, debating the issues? It's going to be at Hofstra University in New York university has previously hosted debates in 2008 and 2012. Lester Holt is the moderator. This will be the host of NBC Nightly News' first time moderating a presidential debate. By the way, I'm stealing all this information from thehill.com. Holt is facing pressure as a moderator because, as you know, Matt Lauer got ripped uh, after he did uh, his moderating of the Commander-in-Chief Forum. Uh, totally got ripped, got buried. Nobody even knows who Matt Lauer is anymore, and nobody even knows if he has a job anymore. No, he has a job, and everybody knows who he is. But I'm just, I'm I'm saying, it's surprising that he doesn't for how ripped he got. Not only that, but there's three topics that are going to be covered in the debate tonight. Securing America, America's direction, and Achieving Prosperity. So we're probably going to hear about a lot about national security. You're going to probably hear both of them talk about national security. And probably no cuts to the uh, military budget whatsoever. Probably increasing it, if anything. We're going to hear about economy. So taxes, regulation, uh, small business. Uh, pay heavy attention to these topics because these are the important things, right? The economy, in my mind is miles more important than, quote, national security at this point. Because people are going to cite the things like the New York and the New Jersey attack. Let's talk about that for a minute. The attack in New York and New Jersey, these bombs, and the guy that they arrested for it. Lone Wolf. Operation. Very poorly executed. All right, We were actually fortunate in how that ended up because... I believe there was no deaths registered. There were injuries and we talked about that a little bit. I mean, you don't you don't want and you don't want anything. You don't want something devastating to happen. And a bomb going off is devastating It should never be considered normal. But as far as the narrative that you would hear that oh, this is another ISIS thing. I mean, look, I'm pulling this from the New York Times and I know somebody out there's going to be like, "Well, it's the New York Times." You know, you can't trust the New York Times line media. Ahmed Khan Rahami was known. He lived above the fried chicken restaurant in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Can you believe that? He lived above the fried chicken restaurant, started by his father. What a lot of people don't know is is the story about how he was caught, okay? After the bombing, this is a direct quote from the uh, New York Times article, quote, After the bombing, the authorities sent... What's being called an unprecedented cell phone alert to area residents, warning of a manhunt for a suspect, Mr. Rahami, was found asleep in a doorway of a bar in New Jersey on Monday, and the police were called, and then a gunfight ensued. The guy got shot somewhere near 11 times by the cops in a shootout. Now, the guy's father uh, says he talked to the FBI, said he believed his son was involved with uh, some type of terrorism, FBI looked into it, couldn't, you know, couldn't connect the dots or draw the lines or anything. Now, typical of these things, they find out, okay, well, this guy was radicalized, he got into it, but here's the thing. He was here, living in America, and then he chose to go this path. This wasn't like ISIS trained him from childhood and sent him to America to be be a covert... Mole operative in a city to carry out bombings. It's not what happened. And I don't like how the narrative goes that way. I don't know if ISIS claimed, you know, anything to do with it. And as far as I'm concerned, I don't care. Because that's what they do. The Orlando shooting had nothing to do with ISIS. That guy was not linked to ISIS whatsoever. But the narrative that carried on... Was ISIS, ISIS, ISIS. That was the narrative. The guy was, I believe that, and I believe the Orlando shooter shooter was born and raised in America. But anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. You're going to hear them talk about national security. Donald Trump's going to push the wall more. Even though the wall will never happen. Anybody that believes the wall is going to (laughs) happen. Reality check. It'll cost billions of dollars that America doesn't already have. And if you're still okay with it then, then I hope you you don't mind your taxes getting jacked up because there's no way it's getting built without your taxes going up. Or without something going up. If you want to talk about tariffs and trade wars with Mexico to make them pay for the wall, it's just going to trickle back down to you and us. So in the end, they don't pay for the wall. That's why Donald Trump, like, you know, when remember when he visited the president of Mexico and he came back and during his press conference, he said, oh, yeah, we didn't talk about the uh, we didn't talk about the wall. We didn't talk about who's going to pay for it because they're not they're not gonna. And if you believe that it's right for us to march in there with guns and make them build a wall, well, then we have certainly gone south from where I expected America to be. That's going to bleed into national security, and it's going to bleed into probably a little bit of foreign relation talks, too. I'm interested to hear what these guys got to say about Saudi Arabia. Uh, if you didn't know, just uh, in the in the past couple of weeks, the House and the Senate passed a, a, the 9-11 Saudi bill, which allows families of 9-11 victims to sue the government Or to sue the government of Saudi Arabia, which, of course, the twenty-eight pages were declassified, and 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 what baffles my mind, surprisingly, the Congress unanimous a a unanimous push for the nine-eleven bill to sue Saudi Arabia for the victims to be able to sue Saudi Arabia that goes through tenfold. The House pushes it through. Obama vetoes. Now it looks like the House and the Senate have enough to override that veto. And will override that veto. But you know what's baffling about all that? Is that they still approved a billion plus dollars sales of arms and weapons to Saudi Arabia. Rand Paul stood in front of the Senate and was perplexed by this. As as much as I am. Because it doesn't make any sense. Why would you push forward a bill to allow the victims of 9-11 be able to sue Saudi Arabia, and then in the same turn you're saying, oh yeah, but uh, $1.5 billion in sales, we're just going to sell all this crap to them. I want you to listen to this excerpt from Senator Rand Paul addressing the floor.
1: Now some will say, well, it's just arms, and if we don't sell them, somebody else will. Well, you know, I don't think of national security as a jobs program. I don't think of whether we create jobs here at home. I think about the young man who lives uh, down the road from me who lost both legs and an arm. Okay. I think about the human toll of war. I think about whether or not there is a national security interest, but I think nothing at all about whether any jobs are created. If we make weapons and we have a weapons industry, that's good for our country when we make them for ourselves, but when we're selling weapons around the world, By golly, we shouldn't sell weapons to people who are not putting them to good purpose. What we have found is that Saudi Arabia is an irresponsible ally. One of the great ironies that nobody here can quite explain is that this body has voted unanimously to let the people in 9-11 sue Saudi Arabia. So we're going to let the person that we think might have had something to do with Saudi Arabia have more weapons? What kind of signal is that to Saudi Arabia? Would Saudi Arabia be bereft of weapons if we held $1 out? No, we've already sold them $99 billion worth. They've got enough to blow up the Middle East 10 times over. I think it might send them a message. You know what? Stop the sale. Send them a message. You know what the message might be? Quit funding madrasas that teach hate in our country. Don't tell us you're going to stop doing it. Saudi Arabia, tomorrow, stop funding madrasas in America that teach hatred, that teach intolerance. Stop putting Christians to death. Stop putting people who convert to Christianity to death. Stop beheading protesters. The one young man that's a protester in Saudi Arabia is scheduled to be beheaded and crucified that sound like somebody that's a great ally with a great human rights record?
0: Now, if you want to hear the whole address, it's about a 12-minute long affair. Go on to YouTube. Look up Senator Rand Paul's page. He posts everything significant that uh, he addresses the Congress with on there, and you can watch it. You can just see his little snippets if you want, or if you're a more enthusiastic goer and, and like diving into the full thing, you can always check out c span Uh, For the entire collection of stuff that pops up. But Rand Paul has an excellent point here. Why would we be pushing forward a a bill to sue? To allow people to sue Saudi Arabia uh, over what they did. Over what individuals there did for 9-11. Yet pushed through a $1.5 billion sale of weaponry to a country that we call an ally, but really isn't an ally. It's more like a frenemy. To me, it just it seems like a very, very hairy situation that needs a lot more consideration than this Congress is willing to give it. This House is willing to give it. I know I need to get my phrasing straightened up. I, I got that. I'm working on it. I'll brush up on it, okay? For you, I'll do it, all right? So we're going to hear about that We're probably going to hear a little bit about police shootings Tonight For sure, especially in light of uh, North Carolina Charlotte, of course, a black police officer Shoots a Black man, male Uncompliant to commands May have been mental health issues Found a gun on the scene More so, I want to talk about the Tulsa one The Tulsa, Oklahoma shooting Really, it looks pretty damning to me I, I'm not, you know, I've seen the helicopter footage, and the helicopter footage seems to tell a narrative of a, of a man walking away with his hands up. There was no gun found on the scene, and the female officer fired one shot, killed him. Now, I don't know the circumstances. I don't know that they say they found PCP in the car. Nothing about, you know, toxicology reports. That's going to be a, a while. Uh, warrant issued for that officer's arrest, being charged with first-degree manslaughter. Uh, definitely, I agree with those courses of action uh, because that, it doesn't look very good. They haven't released the dash cam footage, have they? I know I watched some news stories that showed little bits and pieces of it, but not the entire thing. It just it does not look good. And you know what? As a whole, let me, let me talk about this for a minute. Uh, most people who listen to this know I'm a uh, correctional sergeant. So I'm in a different... F- I'm in a different line of work In a roughly same field Sort of Uh, I work in a prison These people have been arrested Most of them have been tried, convicted, and sentenced So I'm dealing with uh, People who have committed crimes That were found guilty And I'm overseeing Their punishment Which their punishment is time Your punishment is time Don't do the crime if you can't do the time Everybody knows that age old saying. So that's my job. My job is to oversee whatever sentence they get. However many years, whatever their time is. And essentially my job boils down to keeping that build keeping the building safe. Keep the people who are in the building in the building. Keep everybody in the building safe and keep it humane. That's it. But Things happen in prison. People fight. Shanks are made. Other weapons are made. Uh, It's a concrete building, so pretty much you're surrounded by um, concrete. So if anybody doesn't think a steel door or a concrete wall is a weapon, it, it definitely can be or can contribute to some very severe injuries. I have a use of force model with the Department of Correction. And that use-of-force model cannot be deviated from, and it goes from least necessary to, you know, increasing. All the way up until lethal force, in fact. That's how all use-of-force models go. So when I see the Tulsa incident, when I watch the camera on that, what I see is a man with his hands up walking away. So at best, I could only see him as an active, low-level resistor because he appears to have no weapons on him. He's just not listening to directives given by the officer. Now, I'm not sure what she's telling him to do. We don't have audio, so I don't know if she's saying get on the ground or uh, get up against your car. I don't know what she's saying. All I know is that there's several officers there and that he's slowly walking back to his truck. So, if anything, wouldn't you go up and go hands-on with the guy if you need to restrain him for whatever purpose you're restraining him for? So long as you're justified in restraining him, wouldn't you then be in a hands-on situation? Or at at, at most, maybe you're tasing him, or, I don't know, using a, a pepper spray on him. But it all boils down to what was the point and purpose of talking to him in the first place anyway. Because the story broke, that it, you know it was his car was broke down in the middle of the road, which, yeah, cops are going to show up for a broke-down car and maybe... Divert traffic or help get the vehicle moved off of the middle of the road, but that's that's about it so what stemmed from there i you know I don't know, but my eyes aren't on that case right now now North Carolina I've seen the footage that uh that the wife took of the shooting and i don't I don't understand this i don't understand i I get filming the police officers I know people do that. And I know there's no law against that. But I don't understand how your husband getting shot and you somehow are calm and just shouting, he better not be dead. Like, I would imagine if you saw your loved one get shot, you're going to be very emotionally distraught and, and unable to handle yourself. I don't understand how people could stand by in a camera, film uh, their loved one being shot, and act as calmly as, as this person did. And that's happened a couple of times with some of these videos that have come out. I don't know. I, I don't understand how people are so calm during it. I would be very, very distraught. However, on the scene there, there, there was a gun found. Uh, I believe they were. I believe the family was saying that he had a book, but there was no book found. There was a gun found. But the the footage that was released in that really doesn't tell you anything. Uh, both both that footage and the other fo- and, and and the officer uh, body cam footage. I can't, I can't deviate anything from that. So I don't know what's going on with that case, and a lot of people are confused by the footage and all that too. So now I don't want to get preachy here. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to dive into a commentary that could be a whole episode by itself. But I will say I don't like the media coverage of, of just about any of it, because every, you know, it, people flock to Twitter. Talking about the Charlotte riots and how Charlotte was up in arms and burning to the ground and and all that stuff. And and most of the time, like any of these protests that you see going on, there's two sides to the story. There's there's always a group of young, dumb uh, people who are taking advantage of the situation, committing crime, rioting, looting, burning things down. It's not the whole group of protesters. It's not. Let's let everybody needs to take things on an individual basis. You know what are individuals doing? If there is a big group of individuals who are simply holding signs and protesting, that's fine. That, that that's a First Amendment right. It's not a First Amendment right to block roadways. Okay, anybody blocking roadways, disrupting traffic, uh, forcing other people, uh, forcing other bystanders to be involved with it, that that's where it's wrong. That's where we draw the line, but to be there in to the protest, yes, you are allowed to. If you're blocking the roadway, get out of the roadway. Seriously, get out of the roadway. The minute that you're disrupting traffic, that's that's the minute that your that, That's the minute from where your protest went from peace, peaceful and peaceably assembling, to actively disrupting, actively antagonizing. You know, when you see the, when you see the footage of, of people blocking roadways, that's when you see people storming up on cars, shaking cars up, uh, you know, possibly breaking and burning cars. And again, there, there's two groups and two narratives to that. But just, just for an example, if you were in a car and then all of a sudden you're, you're coming up and a, a, a large group of people are blocking the roadway and then they surround your car and now you're afraid for your life, um, you know, is that right? It's not right. It is not right. And it's also not right to be stuck in a huge traffic jam because a whole line of protesters are blocking a freeway. Or lying down in a freeway. But that that's the whole thing. You can protest, but get out of the roadway. Because I have no sympathy for somebody who gets run over standing in the middle of the roadway. It's a roadway! So you're probably going to hear that at the debates tonight, too. So it'll be interesting to hear both that. You know what you're not going to hear at the debates tonight, though? You're not going to hear gary johnson you're not gonna hear governor gary johnson you're not gonna hear dr jill steen or stein i don't i've heard it both ways who somebody give me some clarity here and don't do it by tweeting me because it's gonna get lost in tweetlation you know what i mean but yes uh more so i'm focusing on gary johnson uh sidebar John Stossel had Dr. Jill Steen on for a Green Party town hall. I have it bookmarked on YouTube. I'm going to listen to it today. I haven't listened to it yet, so perhaps I can provide commentary on it tonight if I do my idea for the debate and kind of live tweet or live stream on Facebook. Stay tuned for more. But I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to that later today, so that I can hear uh, what Jill Steen has to say. I don't I don't really agree with Jill Stein, and I already know that. I already know I don't agree with Jill Stein or the Green Party because their approach is that government should be more involved and play a more active role in things, and I believe that it should not. However, that does not mean I'm going to count out listening to the other side, hearing their arguments, and hearing what they want to push forward because, much like John Stossel says in the opening, there's a lot of people who do agree with it. So... That's part of this political process, sitting down, listening to the opposition, maybe finding some compromise room. Maybe. Now, even though Gary Johnson will not be on the Commission for Presidential Debate sponsored, you know what, I have to do this like an ad. Hold on. The Commission, the commission for Presidential, presidential debates presidential debate tonight, tonight brings to you, brings you, to you the greatest, the debate, greatest debate, debate of all time. Of all time. Businessman business man, Donald Trump, Trump. former, Secretary, former Secretary, of State. Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton. Tonight, tonight, debate. tonight, debate. That's how I feel it is. I feel like it's it's exactly like, you know, remember how we went from DVDs and like, you know, it went from standard definition to, you know, oh, now you can get 720p, 1080p HD, the best set there is, and now it's like, super mega ultra HD 4K HDR. Mega. Super 4K, Super 4K Ultra, Ultra HD. HD on your brand new curved Samsung television. television. Think about it. Like Penn Gillette said, you'll be able to see every single strand of Donald Trump's uh, cotton candy piss colored hair. Anyway, according to ABC News, uh, when Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump take the debate state... Oh man, I, I fumbled the ball there. Let me try that again. This uh, article is titled, What Gary Johnson Will Be Up To When Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump Take the Debate Stage by Jordan Phelps. Jordan with a Y. Oh my God, people stop doing that. Quote, when Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump take the debate stage at Hofstra University tonight for first and highly anticipated presidential debate of the general election, Gary Johnson will be watching on television some 30 miles away in Twitter's Chelsea office in Manhattan, armed only with a Twitter handle. The campaign for the Libertarian Party nominee is hoping to interject his voice into the debate from the sidelines through an aggressive Twitter and media strategy. Both Johnson and his running mate, former Massachusetts Governor Bill Weld, will be live-tweeting throughout the evening. Fritz note, because Gary Johnson has to do this with somebody holding his hand. Quote, Governors Johnson and Weld will be making themselves available to the media, watching the debate with great interest, and will be anxious to point out how a third voice representing millions of independent voters disenfranchised by the Republican and Democrat parties would be better sorry, would better serve the American people, end quote. Campaign communications director Joe Hunter told ABC News in a statement. He added, quote, they will be respectful and not interested in any grandstanding for the cameras or inappropriate protest, end quote. Uh, Green Party Jill Steen will be challenging her exclusion fr- from the debate by holding a rally outside the secured perimeter of the debate hall. However, Steen's campaign says she will not quote, risk arrest. (laughs) Because she got arrested for the pipeline protests in North Dakota. Well, she has an active warrant for her arrest. My bad. So, your presidential candidate has an active arrest warrant. Yet Hillary Clinton gets questioned by the FBI, who says, you know, yeah, people have done less than gone to jail, but uh, I don't want to die. So, (laughs) And that's a joke again, by the way, people. joke against Hillary Clinton to show that I'm extremely biased against both candidates. So. (laughs) Oh, man. Debate night in America is going to be great. Uh, I'm going to be paying attention to Gary Johnson uh, on the Twitter. Uh, Like I said, I'll either be live tweeting or I'll go live on Facebook. I'm thinking go live on Facebook. But just, you know, just a word of warning. I'm probably going to be drinking. So, you know, it might start off fine. But by the end, I might be like, Was Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton are stupid. Yeah, you're all stupid. Uh, but if I may for a moment, may I talk about Wenselmania? Welcome to Wensylvania, baby. The Philadelphia Eagles beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 34-3 to Yesterday. I have it on DVR. I'm going to actually watch it because I was at work when it happened. Thanks, work. But hot damn, man. People said this this is if you're not an Eagles fan, let me explain to you. Let me break down how it happened, okay? Carson once had a very impressive debut against the Cleveland Browns. Everybody said, "It's the Cleveland Browns." Okay? Calm down. Uh, you know, don't get to, you know, hold your phone. Um it was the Cleveland Browns and they thuck. You're not going to do that good later. Then we went and faced the Bears, and Carson Wentz again, like consistently, just came back out, had a stellar game. Oh, it's just the Bears. They suck nowadays. So it's not a, you guys aren't going to do so hot next week against the Steelers. That's going to be your real, that's going to be the real test for Wentz. Oh, my God. Can I give you the stat line? Carson Wentz, 23 completions, 31 attempts, 301 yards, and two touchdowns, and no interceptions. He is now breaking records because he's the first to do that in as many uh, passes as he's had. No interceptions. I'm serious, man. Go check out Carson Wentz footage. You know, the NFL this year, they finally have a a deal with YouTube. They put all the highlight packages on YouTube. And one of the things that's going on right now, every week they post uh, a, a condensed version of every pass that Carson Wentz throws in the games. So you can click his week one against against uh, the Browns, week two against the Bears, and week three against uh, Pittsburgh, and you can see every pass that he throws. And I'm telling you, look at this kid, because he drops back in the pocket, and he doesn't have he doesn't have the best offensive line in front of him. Uh, he has some good key stellar players sitting there in front of him, but it's not the it's not the number one Pro Bowl ranked offensive line uh, in the NFL by any means, but he sits back in that pocket and when he goes for a deep pass it is perfect, it is perfectly thrown, it is right on the money, Jordan Matthews just occasionally drops it which aggravates me, maybe I'm a little harsh on Jordan Matthews, but seriously dude he's thrown you a couple key perfect balls and in the end zone you've had the opportunity to rein it in and you, for whatever reason he just drop it, come on man you're giving up points. You're giving up stats for you and him and points, more importantly, on the board. Go check out the highlights of this game if you didn't see it, though. Uh, Freaking, how about an improv an improv play from that from that was a, a 73-yard catch-and-run TD to uh, Darren Sproles. Play broke down. He found Sproles open, and Sproles, Sproles made the rest happen because that's what Darren Sproles does because he's awesome. Check that out. I don't know. What's the Monday night game tonight? What's it going? It- Atlanta versus New Orleans. Oh, my bad. Atlanta versus Nolens. Nolins. N-A-W-L-I-N-S. Nollins. That's not going to take away from debate. Yeah, I think the debate might pull high-rated numbers tonight, and that's sad because it definitely doesn't deserve ratings of that caliber, if you ask me. So that's going to do it for me. Uh, for today, at least. There might be a special episode tomorrow. Who knows? Just keep your eyes peeled. And tonight, don't forget... Uh, what, what were we calling it? Super, Super Mega, Mega Awesome, awesome Dubberts in history. history. Yeah, that. Uh, hey, thanks for listening. Like, share, uh... Like and share. Like and share. Comment do whatever it is you people on the internet do i don't I, i'm i don't know i'm donald trump and i make millions and millions of dollars i do very well on the internet see you later